0: This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast, episode 21. I answer your SEO questions. Coming up. Woo! And welcome back to another podcast episode. And this one, we're going to switch things up and we're going to do like a SEO uh, Q&A. Now, these questions are coming primarily from the uh, SEO for Detailers Facebook pop-up group. Um, We have, I think, two more live trainings before it's closed on the 24th. And then my online marketing course, SEO for Detailers, opens on the 21st this Saturday. So keep your eye out for that. You can follow me on Instagram. If you're on the email list, you can notify there and when uh, about the trainings and the uh, online course that opens up this Saturday and will be opened up for a very, very limited time. So... Uh, Let's just go ahead and just jump right into these questions. There are no specific order. There are no whatever, whatever. I'm just picking some that that sound good and that can benefit you guys. So first question up says, uh, can we do SEO with a free website? So a lot of uh, platforms, like let's say Wix, um, actually, I don't really know what exact platform, but like Wix offers like a free website builder. Uh, Google offers a free website builder. And you really want to... Not that they're inherently wrong, but you want to invest into having your own website, meaning like Squarespace has like a, it's like you'll pay a monthly subscription to have that website plus your hosting, plus your domain hosting. So yes, like you have to pay for your website. Could you rank on the first page of Google with a free website? I highly doubt it because the entire URL structure is just not optimized and it's not your own. So you would just be completely set back. So, and nowadays, like, it's it's very much more affordable. I think Squarespace, don't quote me on this, is like 19 or like 21 bucks a month plus your yearly um, renewal of your domain, which is like $12. So, you know, 25-ish dollars a month, per month, you know, to keep your website alive. And remember, if you are optimizing it for search engine, for Google, to get customers then, you know, in six months to a year, it starts making you money. And that's just a rough time frame. Uh, six months to a year, let's say, depending on on when you start you know, optimizing and such, it's going to start generating you leads and sales. So, you know, yes, you have to pay for it. Maybe you're not in the position where you can't afford it financially. But, you know, if, if you are wanting to make money and you want to optimize your website for search traffic so it can then generate you leads and sales, then, yes, you need to purchase a website. Again, Wix, Squarespace, uh weebly i I haven't used any of those except squarespace for like a very limited use and i think squarespace works great i personally use wordpress but i wouldn't recommend wordpress because it does take a bit more of a learning curve i believe but i've been using wordpress for the past now seven plus years so i am very 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 familiar with wordpress and following up to the first question is, Does the, does the do your SEO results differ in effectiveness depending on what site you use to create your website? So I'm assuming they're asking like, hey, if you use Wix over Squarespace or WordPress over Weebly, do you get better results with either? I'm going to say no. Assuming you're using like an up-to-date modern website platform you're going to be okay because all of them fundamentally do the same thing and that's all you really need there is no a specific software or website platform that like oh this one puts you over the edge in terms of seo it doesn't work that way because if it did i mean you don't think those website platforms would you know put those those like um those features in like an upgraded tier to make you purchase it so they all fundamentally do the same thing they let you edit the page title interlink um they let you change the, the 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 text on the web like that's all you need like there's nothing crazy that puts you over the edge in terms of software and website you know what website platform you choose for SEO so every website builder should do the same thing. Next question is how do you list your business on Google so you can get more reviews? This one is going to call your Google listing. So you would go to Google My Business. Just go to Google and type in Google My Business, and that's how you create your listing. That's how. That's where customers will leave you review. That's where if you rank on the first page of Google, and you want to get inside that local three pack when it shows you the on the maps, uh, on the first page of Google, you'll need a Google My Business listing. You can add your hours, your information, description, your services, starting prices, photos, um, all that inside Google My Business. Just Google that and. It's super easy to set up. Next question is: What odd data should I keep track of on my two-week check-ins? So far in my spreadsheet, I have the date, page number, and position my website is on. Um, if you listen to the uh, like a few podcasts ago, I I uh, describe or I, I explain how you should be tracking your rankings. So uh, as a quick synopsis is just every two weeks go into incognito mode in whatever a uh, browser. I would you know I would recommend Chrome and just search for the keyword that you're trying to rank for and then look where your website is ranked and check that every 2 weeks not every day not every other week I mean not every week not every month every 2 weeks is like the sweet sweet spot so now this person is asking what else am I supposed to track um that's literally it the keyword you you want to rank for right you want to track maybe the chrome the browser that you use right chrome safari whatever um you could put like confirm that you were in, in incognito mode Uh, the date, and then yeah, the page number, and then the position that you're in. So, you know, page 17, position two. And then two weeks later, you'd put, you know, page 15, position nine. And you literally literally do that every two weeks. There's nothing special, nothing to overcomplicate. Don't have to get super analytical. That is literally it. Next question is, what software do you use for finding keywords for your SEO? So you can use the Keyword Planner inside of Google Ads. That is one of the more like um, popular ways to do it. But in order to see the actual keyword data is you have to run Google Ads. If you don't run Google, like if you're not paying Google to run ads and you use a Keyword Planner, it'll only show you ranges in Google Ads. So you might be searching for Austin Auto Detailing and it's going to give you like from... Zero to 100, 100 to 1000, 1000 to 100,000, and 100,000 to 1 million. And clearly, like one to 100 to 1000 searches per month doesn't help you because it could either be 101 searches a month or it could be 999 searches per month. Like, which one is it? You know, because it only gives you these wide ranges. In order to give you specific volume search per month, like where it says 393 searches per month, you would have to run Google Ads. I don't know for how long. I don't know how much. I run Google Ads, um, or at least I I ran Google Ads to where I have that feature in my keyword, in my Google Ads um, AdWords uh, platform. So I'm not sure, but you do have to run ads. Another way to just look at what other searches are being done in Google in your area is go to Google. If you're in Austin, type in Austin Auto Detailing and then scroll all the way down to the related searches and then those are going to be other popular searches that are being done uh, in your area. So if you type in Austin Auto Detailing, scroll down to the bottom of the first page and then you might see related searches and it's going to say, you know, car detailing Austin, um, mobile detailing Austin, Austin um, mobile detailer, whatever it may be, those might be other, you're not going to know the the volume um of the the volume for each word for each keyword but at least it gives you a sense of you know what other search terms might be used in your area next question is do i have to buy keywords or is it in the website itself Yeah, so search engine optimization, SEO, is that you don't purchase any keywords. That would be Google Ads and that would fall under pay per click advertising. So you don't purchase anything. There's no need to spend money on anything with search engine optimization. You're just optimizing your website in a way to where Google can read it better and position you better within the Google results. Um, The next part of that question is Does SEO also look at my Google business page and New York is big. So should I service only Queens or all five bureaus? Um, So this one, I'll just answer that last part is you want to focus when you first start your SEO on one area. Okay. So even if you are in New York and it's such a big area and you know, there's so many people and I can target so many areas. No, starting off, you want to focus on one primary area, whatever area that is. So if you're in Austin, I'm going to keep on using Austin you're going to primarily target Austin. You're not going to look at these other small little counties and cities around the area. You primarily want to target Austin. Eventually over time, once you get better at SEO and your website gets more steam, more power, right? More SEO power, so to speak, is that then you can start venturing off into other areas and you can start targeting different keywords and different areas, but starting off to put yourself in the best position to put all the SEO odds in your favor for that specific city is focused on just one city. So, like a common mistake you'll see is that like on the homepage, you know, someone would be like servicing Austin and city two and city three and city four and city five and city six. And then somewhere in the, um, you know, somewhere like on, a, on another paragraph, it might be like your auto detailing services for Austin and city two and city three and city four and city five. And again, like in the future, once you get a grasp of what you're doing and have better understanding, then yeah, sure, you can start venturing off into other keywords and such. But starting off just to help prioritize your efforts, focus on one keyword. And once your website does start picking up power and you're able to like you're just getting better and better at, at your SEO, the, um, that one keyword that you're specifically trying to rank for will start to rank for other keywords in, in different scenarios or different areas. So let's say you are specifically targeting Austin. As time goes on, as your site gets a better um, you know, get better foothold on its SEO, then it might come up for searches that are, you know, um for cities close to Austin. You know, I can't give you like specifics because I don't know what specific, you know, scenario I'm drawing up here. But um yeah, so that's what happened with us. Like we'll get calls from potential customers that are about like 40 miles away. And, you know, at 40 miles away, there's probably another county uh, or other, you know, detailers well within the potential customers area. But Google is showing us even though they are 40 plus miles away. Uh, Do we take on those customers? Most often not, no. But, um, you know, it it does happen in our business. Next question is, should I focus on just SEO or combine SEO with social media? So I'm going to separate those two questions because, you know, SEO doesn't have much effect on social media, and social media doesn't have much much effect on SEO. So it's not like if you do SEO and also do social media, will those two, you know, come together to be more powerful? Or if you do social media and you do SEO, like will the social media uh, help push your SEO? Now, in one way you can say social media helps your SEO is if, you know, you're getting traffic through uh social media let's say let's say instagram and through instagram you have people click on over to your website um in that regard i guess yes like ha- you know google's going to know that you have traffic coming in through instagram that lead onto your most likely your homepage and i guess like in the future if that same person wants to visit your site again, they can either go directly into Google and do a brand search name. So if you're like, you know, Zebra Auto Detailing and they find you through Instagram and go through your website through Instagram and one month later, they're like, oh man, like I actually want to sign up for, I actually want to get those services now. So instead of going to Instagram, they go into Google and just type in Zebra Auto Detailing. And since it's a branded search, they'll find you on the, on, on on Google and, and click on your page. And then now you have, a direct uh, uh, brand query traffic to your site. But would that like, would that in itself help you rank, you know, for Austin Auto Detailing better because you have traffic coming in from Instagram to uh, Google, whether that's through a referral link through Instagram or a direct brand search on Google, I'm going to say no. So those two things need to be, you know, um, uh, need to be separated in terms of their two different groups of action. Uh, But I would say, like, if, you know, if it just goes back to prioritizing your time and, and energy, like, can you do both? Yes. Can you do both to the absolute best of your ability, given the limited time and energy that you have? I mean, that's, you know, that's a question you have to ask yourself. Me being me and how I went about things and, you know, based on talking to everyone on the Internet in terms of detailers, you don't have all the time, energy, finances and resources to do both. 100%. So I would say, you know, prioritize one over the other because it's just hard to do two things at once, especially when both are starting off and you don't really know what's going on. It's hard to really maximize your results when you're still learning both platforms. Okay. So next question is, how do you know what customers are searching for? So I answered this a few questions back, Google ads and the related search, but also like just being very, very straightforward, like, your the keywords don't change from city to city. So like I think I think if you if you're if you go off of like that just the, the the main keyword that people would talk to or like go ask your brother or your sister, hey like if you're looking for someone to clean your car, what would you type into Google? Like that in itself is already helpful enough because they're gonna be like like ask them like hey if you're looking for uh someone to clean the inside of your car, what would you type? Literally just ask like three people and you're like, oh that's interesting asks the the same people like hey well, who you know what would you type if you want someone to come clean your car at your work location what would you type into google and most likely they're not it's going to be like austin auto detailing austin mobile detailing mobile detailing austin car detailing austin austin car detailing austin headlight restoration headlight restoration like it's not that crazy so it's typically going to be the service and your city name um and there you know there will be variations in that like let's say austin auto detailing might get 700 searches per month, but Austin auto detailing, I mean, but auto detailing Austin, Texas with a TX at the end gets 120 searches per month. Right? So like there will be those types of vari- uh, uh, variations, but once you like rank for Austin auto detailing, that gets like a majority of the searches, You like that keyword can also rank for the auto detailing Austin, Texas keyword. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's honestly not that hard to see what, key, what keywords people are searching for. Now, if you want to see the exact data, then, yeah, like, you have to go into uh, Google Ads or um, you, can go, you can go use um, uh, Uber Suggest, I think, from neilpatel.com. It has a, a search tool there that I think gives you uh, the data. You, you can see the data there. So check that out, too, if you want. I think it gives you the data without having to, like, sign up or, to, um, or spend any money. I believe so. It, it could have changed by now. Next question is how long does it take for your results to take effect or how long does it take for Google to see, to see your changes on your website? So this is the thing that aggravates a lot of people because local SEO versus web SEO are two different things. Like ranking a blog post for how to train your dog is completely different than ranking your website for a local service based uh, keyword like auto detailing Austin. Um, the like web SEO, quote unquote, the web SEO, they move at a, at a much faster pace. It is extremely, extremely times 10, way more competitive, depending on the industry and what keyword you're ranking for. It's way more competitive to execute on like web SEO versus local service-based keywords. So if we were ranking, uh, so I'm not going to go on a a complete tangent, but um, how long it takes, like, it takes much longer for local SEO to take effect versus web SEO. So another example I can give you is, like, let's say for news, right, Um, you know, Washington Post, uh, AP, whatever, whatever, like, whatever news, whatever um, editorial blogs are out there, whatever, Google has to quickly go through all those articles and figure out which ones they should rank for like in almost real time because there's always news there's always things being changed there's always updates there's always this like there are so many news outlets out there that are writing just about the same type of article on the same subject in real time so google has to make far far faster adjustments to those types of 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 seo changes uh, and updates on those blogs and websites versus a local like detailing website okay so Google by far prioritizes web SEO, meaning like internet SEO versus local SEO. Like with us, with, with local based businesses, not much changes, right? Like if a big algorithm update goes, um, if Google makes a big algorithm update, unless you're just doing some shady stuff, it's, it, it, it doesn't really affect local SEO. I mean, it it most definitely can, but like, since we're so, you know, we're the little guys, right? Like amongst the vast sea of S of the internet, um, like, you know, localized websites and, and, and keywords just simply don't get that much, um, attention. So the changes that you make in your website can take a while, a few days, a few weeks, like who knows? And even if even when your website does get indexed again to, to see those changes, you know, it's, it's just a slow moving, um, um, process. So, you know, you make a change right now and you're like, oh, yes, like I just updated my H1 and my page titles. Yes, like I just optimized my website. And, you know, I, I mean, the change, like the Google can can see that change, let's say like in a week, right, it indexes your, your website. Or let's say in a day it, it, it indexes your website. And like nothing happens. Why? Well, because it just, it wasn't a big enough of a change for it to actually like move you anywhere. So again, I in the last SEO episodes that I've done, I say it's a collective effort of all your SEO that will push you forward. It's not saying yes, like I did this one thing and I pressed and I pressed update. Like it's gonna happen. Like that's that's not gonna, that's not how it works, right? You don't just do one little change and you're like, ah, oh, yes, SEO. You know, I'm, a, I'm you know I'm a, I'm an expert at this now. No, it's a collective effort, doing it consistently over time to where Google will make those changes and position you accordingly in the search results. And this one is a bit more of a technical question, but they're asking um how many H1 and H2 tags are there supposed to be? So on your website, 10 out of 10 times, when you open up your website and you see the first like big um uh words, um, it's gonna be like your H1, like your hero image, right? So there's generally no, not generally speaking, there should be just one H1, like one one big header, one H1. And then you can have as many H2s as you like. You can have as many H3s as you like, but you want to have one H1 and the rest should be H2s and then H3s, H4s if you want to play around with that. But not generally speaking, just one H1 and as many H2s as you want. At some point, if you're doing SEO, you'll understand that. But at least you know now, even if you don't understand the context of it right now. And the last question here is, does SEO work better for large population cities? Like let's say 1 million plus compared to small towns with less than, let's say, 200,000 per city or county? Uh, so this is a great question. Um, g- You know, vaguely speaking, generally speaking, you know, just in general terms, the larger the area in terms of population, the better. Because if you have, um, you know, if there's more people that are interested in services, that's just going to help you out. So if you're in whatever, a city that has, you know, 4 million people, your chances of having more potential customers that are of the age that work, that have the means to hire someone that has a car that cares about their vehicle, right? Because you have a larger population, just naturally you're going to have a larger segment of people that actually want to hire a detailer to service their vehicle and that can pay you, uh, you know, whatever prices you're, 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 you're charging. Whereas if you're in a city with 50,000 people your pool is just much smaller, right? Even if it's, let's say, 1% of the population, you know, quote-unquote, can be your target audience. 1% of 1 million is 100,000. 1% of 50,000 is 5,000. So if you do the math there, like, just naturally, by default, you know, assuming everything else is even, the area with the larger population is going to do better. Now, that being said, if you have a smaller area if you live um if you live in a in a smaller city does that mean you shouldn't do seo um no not at all because it's still going to bring in customers right like even if it brings you one let's say let's just say one customer per month that's 12 customers in a year so like is like i don't know is that worth it to you and i'm just saying like the worst case scenario like one customer per month does that still not you know justify you spending your time on seo right it's you know I'm just saying, want just to say, you know, just to give you something, but I would still, like, I would still highly recommend if you are in a small area and that's like the area that you're servicing, then yeah, by you can still rank and do well in SEO. Now, like, if you're in a small city of fifty thousand, and then you know the 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 next big city around you that's like you know twenty miles away has three million people, okay, then it's not a hard argument to be like, mm, you know, maybe I should do something to try and rank for that area, right? Like it doesn't make, and this is, this like inside the course, like I have a huge, um, I have a a big training module on that of, well, what do you do? Like that, that's a big um, problem, not a problem, but that's just something to keep in mind to where location plays a big role. If you're in city A that only has 50,000 people and your search volume, like for all keywords is around 200 per month. And then one city over, you have this huge city with 2 million people and all the keywords put together, your search volume is, you know, 3,000, then, you know, which one just makes better sense in terms of what city you should rank for? And if that's the case, but you don't have a physical location and you're just mobile base, well, how do you go about that? How do you rank for a different city that has way more search traffic, but you're not in the area, but you are, your home base is like this smaller area. Like how do you rank for that? So we go into pretty good detail. On that in the SEO course because it does take a little bit of thought process, but even so, regardless of that, because I kind of again went on a tangent. If you're in a smaller city, rank for that city. If you want to immediately jump to that bigger city, you can also do that. I would still advise you to choose one city first. Um, you know, if you're just if you're super limited on time and energy, maybe it's best to rank for the smaller city because what there's you know more likely than not you're gonna have less competition. In a city with 50,000 people versus 4 million people, right? That's just, you know, that makes sense. Um, if you just want to go ahead and jump straight to that big city, that also makes sense. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not here to tell you what's the best avenue, you know, it's dependent on what you want to achieve and how much time you have and how much energy you have and how much you're going to really allocate to, to to you know, optimizing for whatever city. Um, so I would just say, you know, weigh that out. Like, do you want to go and start, ranking for the largest city that has more search traffic or do you want to start small in your area because that's where that's where you primarily want to stay and you're already getting customers there and that's what you want to rank for i'm not saying one is you know right or wrong but it's just something you got to debate in your head and ask your questions to yourself to see you know what's going to be best for your business um and that's something that i you know if you want to ask a question if you want to be more specific then join the seo for detailers facebook group and ask that question or at least give me more specific so i can kind of you know better um I can kind of guide you better to a solution that will help you start your SEO. So we'll go ahead and end it right here. Uh, again, I just mentioned it. SEO for detailers pop-up group. I think there's two more trainings. Hopefully I upload this video, this podcast <laughs> video, this podcast in time. Um the the pop-up group will close the 24th. All the training and information will go down with it. And then SEO for detailers, my online marketing course. Um Opens up on the 21st, which is this Saturday. So keep an eye out for that. If you're on the email list, you'll be notified. If you're following me on Instagram, you'll be notified. Other than that, I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Bye-bye.